You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's 24 Live Another Day After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's 24 Live Another Day After Show. Do you guys feel it? Do you feel the season heating up? I hear it. Guys, welcome fans to the 24 Live Another Day After Show. We are so excited to be back with you guys right here on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Danny Hoyt, and I'm here with two of the biggest 24 fans in the entire world. Wow. Across the table, the we lovely are. lady across the table with the bright red lipstick tonight. <laughs> Hi, <I'm> Hello. Jeff. <laughs> oh, sorry, what? Everybody's always Jeff took his lipstick off right before the show. <laughs> We're stealing the Roxy Stryer Thunder show. Right, reapply, sorry. Oh. Roxy, the clock is still ticking, waiting oh. for you to talk. I'm, I'm Roxy. Hi, I'm Roxy Stryer. Good to be here. <laughs> This is Jeffrey, Jeffrey Masters. Masters. Jeffrey Masters won. Jeffrey Masters won. Number one. Let's leave the clock the whole time and just see how anxious <laughs> it makes us feel. We have to talk about this. Guys, we uh, we couldn't be more excited to be back with you because there were some big things that happened in this episode and uh, some of our predictions came true. Yeah, they were so big that we watched with Nando and he decided that he was so embarrassed that he made fun of all my crazy predictions <laughs> because they came true that he couldn't actually do the after show tonight. Yeah, we should mention that Nando had a prior engagement so he couldn't <laughs> be with us tonight. We're bummed. We're missing Nando as always. Uh, but I will say he did not believe us in our predictions about I Heller know. and he was way wrong. And we voted him off the island. <laughs> should we start off with like patting ourselves on the back? We should. And along with all of you guys that tweeted us and uh, and wrote in and commented and said you agreed with our theories. I know. We were all, the collective of us, we were correct. And you had some YouTube theories of your own and those came true too. So I'm feeling proud of us as a team. And yeah. over the course of our after show, we came up with, boy, Chloe probably like hacked in and did the loop. And we were right. Spot on. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. How big can our egos get? Although the glasses part was a little off, but... We'll just. Uh, oh, we don't it. know what triggered it, okay, Roxy? <laughs> True. Good point. Very good point. Thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, so Heller is alive. Uh, and Heller is not mad at Jack. He was a little disappointed that Jack didn't let him die out there. I mean, you, as you can imagine, you, you are ready to die. You made peace with it. You're thinking you're going to die, and everything changes right before. I mean, what would that feel like? I'm not sure. I think it would probably feel you'd have be bittersweet about it all. Yeah. But I'm wondering how many drones are worth the life of a president. If there's only one left, is that worth it? If there had been two left, would that have been worth it? You know, Jack considers this a success. How many drones is worth the life? I don't know. And I don't know how he feels. Well, regardless, we see uh, we see that Heller's alive. We see them walking back. And there was a kind of an interesting moment in the parking lot there. Where Heller, after they have this conversation, Jack tells Heller to get in the car, basically. We're not going to take you back to the presidential quarters. We're going to take you with my guy and keep you kind of under wraps. Because at this point, we don't know that that Margot knows that he's still alive. So we see Jack and Heller have this conversation. And it got a little, little intense there for a second. Yeah. Heller didn't really seem to appreciate what Jack had done. No. Which is Well, I, I think he appreciated it, but he didn't seem to be on the same page with Jack about how to proceed. Right. I mean, I like this show, though, because it showed how well-respected Heller is because of who he is, mm-hmm. like, as a person, but also he is the president of the United States, whereas other shows kind of make it, like, a more relatable guy, you know, like, bros hanging out, like, chatting, but it's like, no, this is a really massive position, and he deserves all of the respect. But right. did it show all how... All the respects. Did it show how respected he was? Because the driver yeah. said, I'm not American, and you are not I, my well, president. for Americans. Before that, though, Jack had to even, like, just convince him to get in the car. And, and Heller says straight up, like, I already trusted you on something. I'm not going to trust you on this. Yeah. And but he does it. He has no other choice. Because when Jack Bauer tells you to do something, just shut up and listen. <laughs> so when Jack Bauer tells you to do something, you do it. But then Heller's in the car and he goes, I'm the president of the USA. Yeah. United States of America and I just gave you an order. Yeah. The guy said, we're not in America and I'm not an American. Which means to him. And then locks the doors. Yeah. Just like you see like the classic movie in a movie. He locks the doors. Even though 
most cars, can't you just like pull it back up and <laughs> it was get a out? Child lock, child lock. The child baby. safety lock yeah, was on. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I, I, what do you guys think about that whole exchange with uh, with Belchick in the car? I mean, I would feel really nervous talking back to any president of any country. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially the president of the United States. He didn't care. Degaff. I don't know. Degaff. I just got that. Degaff. Yeah. Wait, wait, explain that to me. Don't give up. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say it like that really? before. Mm, I have. I mean, a, I know what you're saying. I have a 17 year old sister. It's like hashtagged all over her stuff. Decaf, decaf. So, uh, is it wait? Is it I D G A F or <laughs> no. is it just D G A F? D G A F. Decaf. I thought it was I D G A F. Probably they couldn't fit that on a shirt at some point, so they just cut it down. It's funny you said that. Uh, I think my friend actually just started a clothing company. She did. She just started a clothing company. It's like I D G A F. Well, That's how I she, heard about she's this. She's smarter than than the seventeen year olds out there. Not my sister. She's brilliant. Uh, oh, I don't know. I oh my god, <laughs> digging a hole. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't give up. Yeah, interesting oh. <laughs> moment though. When uh, interesting moment though when they go to Belichick takes him to drop him off, and and as they're driving, Heller says, "What's your name?" And he says, "Belichick." And he goes, <laughs> "He goes, Belichick what or Belichick what?" And he goes, "No, just Belichick, like Madonna." Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I see a lot of similarities between Belichick and Madonna. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and I think we've been saying Belichick, like Bill Belichick, yeah, like the coach was, for the Patriots. That's what I said when I was in there, and that's the way the president said it. He goes, Belichick. And yeah, I was no, like, there's no I in there, President Heller. I was Heller. like, I wish Belichick. It's near and dear to my heart, but no, just Belichick like Madonna. Okay. And they cut the next line, which was, oh my God, which is your favorite Madonna song? <laughs> I'm a material girl, Heller, why not you? If Heller would have asked and Belichick that, how, how excited would you have gotten? <laughs> oh my God. I would have applauded. <laughs> I was actually preferring the line, it's one word, like precious. <laughs> What's that from? Oh, God. No. Precious. Precious. Gabri Sidibe, her claim to fame. It's not a line that actually oh, exists. He's just saying he would have preferred that as a line. That's precious. Um, I miss that played one. a lot better. Maybe Seal. Right. I don't know. 50%. Um, okay, but what did you guys think finally they get out of the car? And I thought that the president was going to be bitter about Belichick, and he sticks up for him and says, let him go. Yeah, I thought this was really, well, and you can see there's a moment when, when Heller says, he's with me, let him go. Belichick kind of looks at him, and he almost like cocks his head like, wait a second. Like, he didn't expect him to do that. Right. So does that show that either something is going to be happen that like that that's foreshadowing that something's going to happen with Belichick, or was that just show a compassionate side of Heller? Like, hey, he, he had all the reason in the world to be like, IDGAF, I'm going to get Belichick <laughs> killed, or does it show a little like a character trait of Option B? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think Belichick's storyline's over. Well, then why did we need to see that from Heller? Just he, if, we already love him. If it had been Option A then Belichick already would have made his move. He just was alone in a car with the president. If he was going to do something fishy, he would have just I don't think Belichick, I mean, is Heller, is Heller, was Heller asking his name to, like, look him up later to see why he's in with Jack, to see if maybe, like, there's something, you see what I mean? he didn't know at the time what he was going to do, so almost threatening, like, what's your name? Like, I'm going to file this in my cabinet in my head for later. I think just to get somebody's trust, you know, just to, like, build rapport. Which I think he did when he stepped out of the car, and he was like, he's with me let him go. Absolutely. Um, I also think it was, hey, audience, you don't remember this guy's name. I mean, hence, 30 seconds before me turning to both of you saying, what's that guy's name again? And the guy with Alzheimer's does. (laughs) I see what you're going. No, is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm just saying that I forgot it, so they wanted to remind the audience. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, like Heller's just trying to re, like, re re assure us as the audience, like, hey, I can still remember this guy's name. Maybe that. (laughs) That's what I thought you were saying. I was like, that's actually clever. Uh, Maybe. I think that when combination of it all. I think with the when you're in like a bad situation like that, you gotta like evaluate the people you're with and see if you can trust them. And you gotta start do that by starting conversation. Yeah. And where do you start? What's your name? Hi, hello. My name is Jeffrey Masters One. <laughs> you know? I I see what you're I see what you're both saying. I think but are we you might. With it? I think if Nando was here, he would be saying, "Oh, these crazy theories. What are what are we reading I into here?" <laughs> totally. So I hear Nando did an impression of me a couple weeks ago. So there was mine of you, Nando. Oh, uh, Nando, <laughs> we miss you. Balls in your court. <laughs> uh, speaking of Nando, always says this, and we want to say it, and I think we all feel the same way that we love the fact that you guys. Uh, we get so many tweets. There's so many fans that that include us in all the tweets. There's like an ongoing conversation through the week. 
Uh, and, and we love that. Like, we like to be included and talk back with you guys. And and not just that, but our YouTube comments and views. I texted you this week about it. Oh, my God. We have some of the most YouTube views tell, there are. Tell them what you texted me. I this texted you that our first, uh, not even our first episode, one of our episodes got 70,000 YouTube views. What? 70,000 yeah, YouTube views. Yeah, I'll show it to you. It was unbelievable. You guys, that's unreal. It was, a, it was the premiere a, episode for 24 only, being back. Only 1% of our views come from our YouTube. So the fact that on iTunes is yeah. so much more, and we're still getting that on YouTube, that's because of you guys and that's how we keep oh the lights on God. so you're amazing yeah no and seriously and, and you guys the rest of the 99% that come from iTunes and other places <laughs> like thank you guys so much for those of you that are even just listening you can't even see Jeff wearing lipstick right now <laughs> next to Roxy I'm it's just kidding. It's more of like a chartreuse. It's a chartreuse. Uh, but we appreciate you guys. And uh, <laughs> while we're at it, we want to mention, because this is uh, part of Roxy Menu keeping the lights on, uh, we want to mention Maria Menounos, Menounos and her beautiful new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. We know we say it every week, but we want you guys to know like how incredibly awesome this book is. Uh, they gave us a little incentive to get a copy for ourselves, and most people have done it because why not have an amazing book like this? And congrats to her that it's climbing the New York Times bestsellers list, which is incredible. Absolutely. And yeah. It, it topped at number three. And honestly, if you guys aren't watching on YouTube and you are just listening, uh, then you don't know that the book he's holding up has like the most ripped abs and gorgeous body of all time on it. It's incredible. I've taken so many recipes out of it and so much advice from it. And she's like truly a goddess. So. And this is really how she looks in real life. Proof, uh, since she joined E, E actually posted an Instagram picture. Maria was in Bora Bora on vacation this week and they posted an Instagram picture of her in a bikini today. Hell yeah. Calm down, that Danny girl Hoyt. knows what she's doing. She's, she eats right, she does her stuff, she works out, and she sets a bar for people. Absolutely. Awesome. And just one last shout out, because you mentioned pictures. Most of the pictures, or a good amount of the pictures in there, were taken by our very own Stephen Lemieux. So shout out to him for doing that. Oh also, speaking of, uh, Stephen just entered the booth for a moment. We had kind of a rarity here at AfterBuzz. We had Phil Svitek You did. You had show. the man himself. Hey. But you know what? Equally as awesome, you guys tag teamed it, and now Stephen Lemieux is back there with us. I didn't now even you know have he the was second Second man himself. I yes. still gave him a compliment. I didn't even know I gave him a shout out. I didn't even know he was in there. Yeah, That's so thank you, man. thank you to them for producing the <laughs> show tonight. Uh, but we got to move on to what happened next because J- there Jack is in the helicopter and he says he makes the phone call and says, "Get everybody on this." Okay, I'm sorry. I love that moment. Yeah, here's Jack Bauer. He's like a free citizen of the world, driving a badass helicopter, and he's like, "I want to talk to the president, the <laughs> prime minister, the head of the CIA, and my mom," and like patching everybody through. Yeah, and and I thought it was kind of an interesting like parallel that he was like up in a helicopter above everyone and like everyone was below Jack literally and figuratively at this moment. (laughs) Jack just saved the president and like made a huge victory. He's up above a lot of people in tonight's episode. We even see him shoot somebody from up above. So like that that, was BA. We'll get to that. But I was like that's so like amazing that he's like calling the shots. Yeah that was a very very well directed scene. I really love that. He called and let everybody know um, and never asks for like thank you or anything. He's like, nope. just so you guys know, this is what happened. All right, you can move on now. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'll take a gift basket. Here's my address. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, edible arrangements to Jack <laughs> Bowers. Uh, does he have a house? To, just you'd have to send it to him on his person. So uh, chocolate strawberries, please. Yeah, chocolate strawberries. Then they flash uh, to Navarro, uh, getting the information from Jack, mm. and and Jack saying, you know, we've narrowed it down. Chloe was helping him. They narrowed it down to the east side of London. And and Navarro's saying he's going to send Kate and Eric. Oh, yeah. Which starts the next huge part, the hunt for Margot and Ian. Was anybody surprised that he only sent two people? Well, he did say. He said, Kate and Eric will go and I'll send backup support oh, behind them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Also, he is trying to, he doesn't want this to succeed, so nothing really I, shocks me. I don't think he has any, like, uh, care about the Margot and Ian storyline. I think he's Who, Navarro? Only, yeah, I think he was only in tune to the other ones. That's like Jordan, because most of his mind is on where Jordan yeah. is and trying to cover his tracks. I, I am very confused on whether Margot Ian has anything Thing to do with Cross Navarro. Is there a connection there that we are missing? Um, and because we've heard Navarro now say that he's a middleman, and we've heard Cross say he's a middleman. Or, or we heard Navarro say that he was low on the... T- I don't know, but... So, so you still think there's a big fish out there, maybe? I, I, don't, I don't know what I think, other than the fact that this device is what's bringing them all together. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go uh, piggyback what you're saying. I mm-hmm. think there is definitely a bigger fish that will be like revealed to us. I th- it's got to be next episode, because there's three left. I know. But- well, that's why when Margo was thrown off the roof, and it was only like a half hour in, I said, holy crap, Like, what are they going to do now? Yeah, well, we'll get to that, because I want to say right here, they cut to Margo saying, uh, you know, when they decide... Discover, first of all, Ian discovers, oh my gosh, this is a loop. They played us. Right. 
Heller is alive and tells Margot, as this drone is Thank like you. she's already Thank yeah, you. you said this. Roxy called it. <laughs> but as this drone they're they're she's following through on her word actually. A yeah. terrorist is following through on her word. I knew she would because she said, I, I knew it. I didn't know anything, but I thought she would because she said that. She said, listen, even was like, we can do this anyway. And she was like, no, we have to prove to the world that we can do this and this is how it is. Uh, I really thought she would go through with it. And she did, except she was a little too smart for us. A little too well. Is it Ian or was it Margot? I mean, Ian was working some magic over there Looking on the Caputadores. The- yeah, he really was. Um, and it's interesting because Right before this, we see that Ian's not the number one computer guy. Yeah, he's been doing some stuff, but it was originally uh, Naveed. Naveed. And so Ian, I guess he picks things up real quick, and then he falls even harder. Well, figuratively, he literally fell, but before that, he kind of fell as he tried to get up and walk away. He's saying, I don't need to be here, and Margo pulls the gun on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then they look like they were going to make out for a second. That, I, I literally said, you, you that, said that. And then I felt like a 14 year old girl and I was kind of embarrassed, but it did look like that for a good second. And then she. It was a weird moment. Yeah, it there. really was. Um, pulling the gun, not to bring this back, but I guess it's the theme of the episode. Talk about IDGAF. Like, she is going to cut her uh, daughter's finger off, kill her, put a missile on her daughter, yeah. put a gun to her son. What what does she care about anymore? Just the cause? Yeah. She cares about the cause. Did you see her close her eyes as she's looking out the window? And I can't remember exactly what point this was, but when they said, uh, you know, for Mahmoud, or Ma- how, how do you pronounce it? I it was Mahmoud. Mahmoud. I think I'm saying it wrong, but it's M-A-H-M-O-U-D. Yeah. And she kind of is looking out the window, and she you can tell she's kind of having like a reflective moment where she's thinking about him, and, and I think that's the main passion that's driving her. Like, that's why, she, you know. Well, it is the main passion, but you can see that that's still yeah. what's at the forefront of her mind, is and, what I'm saying. And I think that these characters are so terrifying because it's like, how could you brainwash this woman and her children yeah. and have them like be so diehard about yeah. it? Absolutely. And she says, you know, we're going to fight for this cause the same way. Way that your elders fought for this cause, we're yeah. going to live or die for it, yeah. and it's that kind of thing where you know there's something to be said about martyrs. Which, I mean, I guess could we call her a martyr for her own cause? For her yeah. own cause, absolutely. And I, it, it's hard because of the fact that we know she was living by her word. Yes, I, I not that she's my favorite character on the show, but mm-hmm. she really was doing what she said she was going to do. So she is she just that far gone or? There's just no coming back. Did she know she was going to die starting out? There's so many questions about her that we'll never find out because she's hit the pavement. Possibly. I mean, you make irrational or maybe decisions you wouldn't otherwise make when you're driven by such deep passion. I mean, she pulled a freaking gun on her son. But then as she comes back in that moment when they're looking at each other and she kisses him on the cheek, she kind of gives him this look like, I'm sorry. Like, she kind of did her eyebrows in a way like, I'm sorry I did that out of love. Like, I did that because... There's something greater here that's driving us both. He seemed to to come back despite the gun, though. It seemed like he had a realization and then came back. And so... Like, screw you, but I'm doing this because you're right. There is something that's more important. Exactly, which made me think to myself that they weren't going to die quite yet, even though we saw the preview. But I was thinking, is there something more here? Is he, you know, is he going to come after her at some point, after the cause is done? But... (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. There's so many questions. What's going to happen with these these bosses, if you will, or these bad people? But the people that we thought were the villains of the season are gone, and we have three episodes left. Right. So now it's like, who is the villain? Who is Adrian Cross working for? They and, have to tell us. Yeah, and not only do we have three episodes, and not only do they have to tell us all, do we have... Is, is it three hours, or is it supposed to give us until the 24-hour day? I'm confused, because originally we thought that this show was going to have time jumps. They told us we were going to have random time jump mm-hmm. here, however much time here, a couple hours, one hour, five hours. We didn't know. We haven't had a time jump. Mm-mm. Is there going to, the last episode is going to be then uh, 11 hours later? Honestly, I don't know if that still stands. I wonder if that would change from early drafts. As a fan, I would feel like if you got to 10 o'clock and you told me, we're going to fast forward to like 10 a.m. the next morning, so yeah. it makes the 24-hour day, I want. I would be I would be kind of frustrated. I want to know what, what in the world happened last time. You'd rather like, 12 hours? Sleep. I would think it's a cop-out. Would you rather the show be called 12? And No, I don't want it to change its name, but I want, no, no, I, I want I the storyline to be... No, because I want the storyline to be plausible, and if you skip 10 hours... 
uh, in the middle of while it's this dramatic, we've never seen anything. Like, I just don't think it would it would compute for twenty four fans. Oh right, you're on the theory that you're hoping there's going to be another twelve episodes. Well, even compartmentalizing, like setting that aside, I just don't know how I'm going to believe any time jump at this point in the season. Like if they would have jumped maybe like two or three hours every episode, like and caught us up yeah. in the first two minutes of each. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is two hours ahead, but this is what's happened in the last two hours. Uh, what you're saying is it's been so dramatic. So how do they not kill that energy if they jump? Right. I'm going to bring this to the audience because I'm. Yeah. Sure, you guys have been doing research. Obviously, uh, we do research ourselves, but we really don't like spoilers here. We have a hard time looking at that, so we, we try to ignore those things. So it's difficult to see some of the things we want to see. Like, is there going to be a time jump? So if you know, please post it on iTunes or YouTube and let us know. Or tweet us directly. Or tweet us directly, absolutely, if there's a time jump coming. Shout out to the uh, Langley and a couple of those people. And at, Sam. And Sam, like constant conversation all week Our about bros. 24. Awesome. Uh, it's great. And we love to respond to that stuff. So like I said, I, we mean it. We, we see that stuff and we and enjoy speaking it. Speaking of tweets, our, our man across the table over here is getting tweets from 24 24 itself. tweeted me again today. I love Whoever is on 24's Twitter handle, the 24 Fox Twitter handle, is on their social media game. They tweeted me out of the blue and asked me a question. It's Directly. like Lon Bimbo who has a crush on you. Week. Why does she have to be a blonde bimbo with a crush? Why can't she be dark hair and light eyes? <laughs> it's me. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this. I didn't say dark hair and dark eyes. I said dark hair and light <laughs> eyes. Uh, anyways, I want to say this, though, because we get to uh, so we get to this point with Margot, and she says to Ian, I want him alive. I want him to see what happens next. Talking about Heller. I want him alive. I want him to see what happens next as a direct result of his cowardice set a course for Waterloo Station. Right. And we see that the drone changes course, and this is when Chloe realizes, holy crap, this drone isn't going into the ocean anymore. It just turned. And they figure out the coordinates with Adrian Cross's help and his new little, like, whatever d- a program or app that it's he new, has. Like, iPhone right. app. Yeah. Which is what would make me think Cross was never working with Margot. So, because otherwise he wouldn't have helped here. So it must be all about this device. Let me ask a question. Even if, sorry, before you ask it, yeah. even if he was working with her, I don't think he had any like feelings on like her success. But so, what was he fighting for then? The device to work? To so get the device to control everything. What so was your let question? me just throw this theory out there: that Cross is the biggest guy we'll see in the season. What we haven't seen is why he's the biggest guy. Let me tell you why. Uh, we've obviously seen that he's made good decisions and he's made bad decisions, so we don't know how to feel about Cross right now. At one point, he's helping Chloe, he's helping the U.S., and he's helping the Prime Minister. Like, he's helping these people find this drone. He helped locate it. On the flip side, he is making a play to acquire this device from Navarro now for a uh, uh, idea and a reason that we don't know all the way about then we see him in the car kissing Chloe so like we don't know exactly what to do with Cross it, like in our emotions right, right now yes so is Cross possibly the big guy and he has a motive that we don't know about and that really in the end he got close to Chloe not because he actually liked her because he needed her trust to maybe get back at Jack. You know what I mean? Like, is there possibly an intention from Cross that makes him the big fish? I just feel like they've made two very clear points to say, I am the middle man. Mm -hmm. Why would they do that? Well, I was about to say, to to counter that, because I'm not sure. Maybe that's right, but he has made such a point, kept saying, I'm the middleman. I feel like the middleman doesn't have to always say, I'm the middleman. Maybe he's trying to make it seem like there's somebody above him that's calling all these shots, when but really it's really him. But really it's him the calling questions. the shots. Right. Or, so it's either that, or he actually is the middleman, but the middleman to, maybe he's kind of crazy, the middleman to God. The middleman to this higher power that's telling him he needs to take this drone and control the world somehow, you know? Maybe he thinks of himself as a vessel because there's a screw loose. That's a really interesting theory. But I'm not—but I don't know. I I can't even fight for one theory or another because I'm I'm really not sure. If there—what I don't think there is is somebody we haven't met at all yet that's going to be introduced. Or you—I have one more theory. Cross works for the Chinese. Cross is working with the Chinese. Or what about the Russians? Or the Russians? I guess. Oh, either. the Russians are going to come back. I forgot about them. Oh, I guess it'd probably be more the Russians than the Chinese. Yeah, it'd be the Russians. Well, the Chinese would go off the theory that Audrey had something to do with this. Right. Uh, the Russians would go off the theory that they've been searching for him and after him. And, and we've seen the Russians I, and come so into all play. all Cross's plays were to basically help the Russians get Jack right. at the end of the day. That's interesting. If it's the, back to the Chinese, though, I don't think they can have anything to do with Audrey because that's too much of like knowing about 24 past yeah. for the new fans. So you can't grab them. So it could the, be the, since we've seen the Russians involved in yeah. spreckle, like sprinkled in 
the they didn't mention the word freckled. That's, that's freckled and sprinkled. I would say after the conversation we just had, I think the number one theory would be the Russians. And so it is. So cross is that there is no bigger fish that we haven't met. It's cross. And, and there's something we don't know yet. And the Russians. And there's a connection. I feel like it's not a country. It's more of like a group. Well, yeah. Like I don't a, think it's the country. The like but a terrorist group. Yeah. What? I just had a moment of clarity. Uh, an us. epiphany moment. The blonde-haired girl. That's oh, my God. She was back. She was back in this episode, and I want to talk about this. She was assisting the prime minister, mm-hmm. and she made kind of an off-color comment that made her seem like just a hardcore B. Yeah. Like she's got... She's not on the same team as everybody else. She's inside uh, with the prime minister's group, mm-hmm. while Cross got inside with the U.S. Mm-hmm. all to help the Russians acquire and be the dominant force. But are they then they're Russian and they are just uh, yeah I guess so. And she also I don't know because that's plausible. The, it is plausible, but the blonde girl in her I don't know whether actually this is in her defense, but she just seems like somebody who's kind of stuck in permanent bitch face. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> she is resting. Yeah, she is resting. <laughs> so I, I, I don't. I don't know if like that comment was just because her face kind of looks. A That's little, a real a thing, isn't angry. it? Yeah, it really is. You know what? That when she made that comment, I was surprised because it didn't really add anything to the scene. What did she say exactly? Do you? Oh remember? my god! I, don't, I think it was something about Margot. Like, yeah, if we stop her in time or something, bitchy like that. <laughs> You know, like it just was so unnecessary. Like, but yeah. they, so totally catty. Yeah, but they like covered <laughs> on her, and they let her have like the eye roll after the line. That it was just too much like screen time for well, a nobody it, character. It was planted for us, and that's why I yeah. think there's an intentional reason. And I and we've mentioned her; she was a prediction of mine you, weeks ago. Yeah, you and social media thought she was like the next Margot. And all again, the way. Nando with the your predictions uh, have gone too far. I still I think that, it's the Indian girl. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I thought that she was a nobody, and then she passed back up again and i was like wait a second yeah so well there's a lot of theories there tell us what you guys think I, i'm curious i'm really curious to see but i think i do think there that could be a play but yeah tell us what you think but not about her i don't <laughs> <laughs> so not. back to the episode where we are is uh in the hunt for ian and margo so chloe convinces adrian cross to help her um and he helps her he pulls out that app they locate it to the tundle house on the east side uh, Kate and Eric are on their way. Jack goes alone, as per usual, lands on the roof, and just Shocker. goes in. Uh, first of all, Kate and Eric with some fine uh, fine gun work. They're knocking out some of those. There was a ton of people that they had to knock out and then take out this power grid. So Chloe, the noise, as Chloe said it, yeah. so they could locate exactly in the building where Margo just is. Just as a side note, Kate's a babe. Babe with a gun. <laughs> Kate's a major babe. Yeah. Do we want to mention all of the people that Margo had working for her? She had a t- she had she man, was, Jack she mentioned army. that he needed manpower earlier. She had freaking manpower. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. Well, did you guys think it was unguarded? No, I knew it would be guarded, but she had a lot of guns and a lot of heat coming out. I expected like four max. Yeah, not like 12. Yeah. That was an operation. Yeah, that was an operation out of nowhere. Which, that shows Margot's pull. And it also shows maybe there's something bigger than just Margot. Yeah. Uh, Roxy, you might be onto something. Mm. So there's this giant uh, firefight. Jack lands on the roof, takes out some guards. We see this awesome scene you alluded to it earlier where Jack is, they're kind of like, it's almost like there's like uh, there's these little hallways with one hallway down the middle and they're both kind of ducking in and out and this guy turns around and Jack had quietly snuck up on top double taps the guy and takes him out what was he even standing on just like a I, convenient I don't know what box that was. was there I don't know a convenient box is right it was Jack <laughs> Bauer but that was sweet like how do you quietly jump I don't know that was awesome uh, and then so Jack goes down he sees them inside takes a ton of heat and he says we've got to find another way in right and in typical Jack Bauer fashion Jeff how did he get down the building he sashayed, uh, what's it called? <laughs> crocheted? Crochet, he crocheted. He repelled. Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Crochet is that thing he, the old ladies do. It's the thing, yeah, it's the old thing. <laughs> he repelled down. <laughs> I like and, sashayed. And sashay is that dance move. He tiptoed and did a ballerina twist <laughs> so down the side of the building. Of he, the knitting kind of thing and the dance move. And Tangled. Manny Moore pops up, sings a song. Um, Jack repels down to the window. And one of the coolest moments, I think, of the entire season. He sees them. They see Jack, so he, Ian fires a couple times, takes out the window, so the window is open. Done. Jack ducks to the side. And we saw this in the preview at the end of last week's episode, so we knew this was going to be cool, but it was cooler than I thought. Because as soon as Ian gets close, Jack grabs him and just chucks him. No hesitation! Tisk tisk, Ian. Oh my gosh! But don't you almost feel bad because Ian had just asked his mom, who is that guy? He didn't even know who Jack Bauer was. <laughs> Pretty he poor, poor little baby. Poor little baby. He didn't know what he was getting himself into. And just splatters him on the ground. How do we think Margot knew who Bauer was from CTU? Because uh, she's a terrorist. Because she's a terrorist. 
And a well-researched terrorist. A well-rounded, I, well-informed she's, terrorist. And she's smart. She does her, you know. So at this point, I'm a little confused. Here's why. Jack chucks Ian out the window, and when he jumps in, Margot still had not reacted and grabbed a gun. Yeah. Instead, she's still standing there, waits for Jack to drop in, then she grabs the gun, and he gives her just kind of a shot to wound her enough in the leg, like a incapacitating type shot. She has a bulletproof vest on also at this yeah. point, which is she awesome. She did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just smart. It's a good I, play. I but he could still shoot her in the head. Yeah. But he didn't. He that goes back to the old dumb, dumb and Dumber scene. Yeah, what if they shot me in the face? <laughs> exactly, Danny. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Yes, you don't even, okay. no, I do. I've seen Dumb and Dumber. Jeff, do you know what I'm talking about? I got about? you. I got you. All right. The old, the original. Yeah. Um, oh, the other one's called Dumb and Dumberer. Her. And the new preview for the new one, which looks amazing, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, and so, 24. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're you're confused at what? Why just why go for the gun? Yeah, why you go for the gun? Because then it allowed Jack to jump in. I'm confused why if know. he was going to kill her anyway, why he did it, didn't just kill her right then. Because he might have needed her for a second. At this yeah. point, he hadn't, he hadn't, Diverted the missile that had just released from the drone. So he kind of holds her, and he's holding her while typing with one hand. Right. And he tells, the, you know, he's telling Chloe, like, I'm in. What do I need to do? She said, you're too late. The missile's already launched, but you can divert it. Jack can type in codes on the number keypad with, with one, one hand, hand. and then grab a little remote control and divert a missile into the water. But here's the thing. He's not just on with Chloe. There's a couple people listening, and yeah. he says that he has Margot. He says that, I think he, I don't believe the exact words were, uh, she's alive, but he said something along the fact that he had killed Ian and that she was there, whatever. People are going to know that he threw Margot out the window. Yeah. Like, and and that's going to come back somehow, I believe. I'll save that for predictions. Okay. But I, I think that they're going to know that. And other than the fact that a couple weeks ago we hear Jack saying, I just hate these people. That's yeah. like a line that he says. Yeah. I'm confused. Usually he's somebody who even if it's this terrorist, whatever it is, he's going to try to get all the information out of them, mm-hmm. bring them somewhere. He doesn't know what Margot still knows. He doesn't know what he's going to need to know about this device. Him, while she was completely down and disarmed, throwing her out the window, not well, a jack move. Let's let's back that up. When he says the only death on my, she says all she doesn't know that the you know the drone is diverted. That he got into the water, and she says all these people are dead. Now that blood is on your hands. And he says, the only death. And I thought the Jordan thing was the coolest moment of the season. And then this was. And I freaked out. We watched this together. And I, like, I may have said something that I regret. I freaked out. It was so crazy. The only death on my head today is yours. And throws Margo out the window next to her dead son. Yeah. And it shows both heads, blood splattered. That was a very intense moment for 24. Absolutely. This and for Jack and his whole career. Yeah. This isn't a Heller moment where I'm like, oh, he's probably, they're probably still alive. You know, we're going to see him next week. Like, brains splattered out on the ground. Right. Now, when um, you saw this, how'd you feel? Did you feel like, yeah, they got their revenge? Or were you like, Jack, that was a little that was a little too much? No, I, I really, it wasn't too much or revenge. It was just, that was stupid. That you made a stupid move just now. See, yeah. to me, like, the storyline's over. Like, it's done. But Jack doesn't know that. But he lost his temper, you know? That's like a it Jack It happens. Thing. You kill is people. That, but is that okay <laughs> for Jack to lose his temper and kill a terrorist who was just trying to kill Heller and kill thousands and... People. I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay or bad, but I think he can easely lie and say she came at me with me with a gun, and that's what happened. I, I mean, I believe that if the government or whoever had the say on whether to take her dead or alive, they would have taken her alive. Yeah, right. And the fact that he could have done that but didn't, I, I just think it was for personal reasons as opposed to just like screw you bitch so I would so what do you guys think that the fan like how do you think the fans feel are fans divided like hey Jack got his revenge like that's what I would have done too I'm on Jack's side or do you think some fans are like Jack I mean I want to know what do you guys think I don't think people care I think really Oh, I think some people are going to be a little iffy about it but 99% of 24 fans are on Jack's side to the death. Like, do that, killer, do, doesn't matter. Like, do whatever you, you damn want. He's a B.A. mother effer. So, throw her out of the building or move. shoot her in the head. Either way, she deserves to die, and Jack can make that decision on his own. I think that's what most people think. I feel a little differently, but... but. Well, I'm kind of on your side. I feel like... Uh, she does deserve to die, but I don't think that's Jack Bauer's decision. I think if she would have tried to shoot him and there was a struggle, and then he throws her out in the middle of the struggle, that's different. But in cold blood, just to grab her and say, the only death today on my head is yours. And- right. And that's why Jack Bauer is so interesting, because he's not always predictable. Yeah. 
Uh, That's why people love him. We see that in season eight. The first time that we see it is when he goes off the handles and uh, he kills Dana. And he, like, point blank in the head. She had given up. She had surrendered. And he just shoots her anyway. Yeah, uh, and everybody at that point realized that Jack had lost it and that he was a little off of his game based on somebody that he had just lost and whatever. Mm-hmm. This, to me, reminded me of that Jack, uh, which is worrisome. I don't know where he's going to go from here, and it doesn't seem to me like he's going through some sort of breakdown. But why? Why would you kill somebody that's in your custody that could potentially help your government? It's, I think he was just out for personal revenge at that point. Yep. Like he took out that's what his I'm frustration. Saying, yeah. Well, then it, tur- it takes a kind of a weird turn, and we said this out loud as you guys are watching. At this point, it's 31 minutes into the episode, and so Jack tells the people that's with him. He said, "I want everything. Grab all the hard drives, all the whatever, all the computers." And uh, and then he calls and lets them know they're on their way with the stuff. And then it gets just kind of like it's like wrapping up. We're halfway yeah. through the episode and it was like, okay, well, they got Margo. They got the device. Like, what's next? It shows Kate and Eric are already back, like, clean. They didn't get shot. They didn't yeah. get any cuts. Like, it seems like everything is wrapping up. And it, Kate gets the phone call. Right. It didn't just seem like an epi- the end to an episode. It, sound, it felt like a finale to a season almost. It, it Well, it felt like it should have been a finale to a season. But I think we all agreed. And I said this out loud as we were watching. I said, something feels really weird right yeah. now. Yeah. Like I think it was such a momentous death for like the character, but also the way it happened, and for the fans, and for the fans, yeah. And then it's like we said, like we know there's still a half hour left, yeah. and it's like you just killed the villain of the season that we thought now what, and so now we're off killed her because we don't know what to even predict loosely. Yeah, well, except that the only storyline we know is that Navarro's bad. What's going to happen? And Jordan's yeah. out there, and we didn't at this point know if Jordan was dead or alive. We saw him get stabbed, right? And we didn't know if he had bled out or if maybe he was going to, like, make a phone call. But we find out that Jordan is dead and uh, that there's two dead bodies. And Kate gets a phone call and it's kind of like, holy crap, something's up. Eric says, who is it? They know they got to go over there. Jack, meanwhile, is back at CIA substation taking Navarro this device and is standing there. And when Navarro finds out and Jack finds out, Jack Mm. knows right away something's up. And that's when we're like, okay, Jack knows, like, we're going to see what happens here. And it starts a whole slew of events. Yeah. Um, Jack is just with it he, when he sees things like this. Like, he knew right some, away. Yeah, he just gets it. And I'm like, that's got to be years of experience. Uh-huh. Um, he can connect the dots. Absolutely. And there's been a lot of talk recently about a Kate spinoff kind of thing. I don't know if she would be able to get it the way Jack gets it like this. Wait, wait, what? There's been a lot of talk about fans about the fact that they want maybe a Kate spinoff to 24 really? or something. Yeah, I've been I haven't reading, heard this. I've been reading um, in some of the blogs people are saying, and they asked the producers, would you guys be able to do 24 without Jack? Um, and they said, or without Kiefer, and they, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, and they said, no, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, and then they switched it to maybe, and then they switched it to, yeah, you know what, we think if somebody else was strong enough to carry the show, we would be able to. Interesting. And I, then fans were saying, like, Kate, Kate. See, I think from the online chatter I've read is that they like her, but she's not, like, the end-all be-all. Like, they don't carry a show, her. lover. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm reading mixed reviews on her, but I am reading positive vibes about them having more 24. Agreed. Right. I think as, as showing by the success of the season, I don't know if we have the numbers on the on the views. I didn't grab uh, the numbers on how many millions of viewers it was at. last week. Let me look it up. But it's done well enough that, that I think another season could happen. Like, you don't have to end it. Right. Unless it gets like the, you're reaching too far to, to make a storyline for Jack. Right. Right, but the, uh, the point of me bringing that up was the fact that the Jack gets senses those, like, how you sense that off moment. Mm-hmm. Jack knows when things are not right. Yeah. Like, how would he know by the fact that one of their random agents he's never met, or not even agent, their tech guy, is dead? Would that connect to him? Like, something's off. Yeah. I think it's because it's a computer guy. Yeah. It's not like an agent. It's not a, it's not a normal right. guy. It's a computer guy. Uh, so we see Navarro call Cross. He, he, after he, so he's standing there, gets a phone call, and the backup, the guy who he thought was a mole, who was running, helping, yeah. yeah, he says, what's up with Jordan? And Navarro says, not now, and walks away, like denies giving him the information about his co-worker, who is now deceased, and walks in his office, puts the little device on his phone so it can't be tracked, mm-hmm. calls Cross and says, I need help covering up the bodies, basically. And Cross says, I'll do it. If you bring me the device. Cross says, if you want to get out of the country, I'm just the middleman. That's when he mentions it again. Yeah. But I will do this for you if you bring it to me. 
um, if you want to get out of the country, this is what you have to do. thought it was really interesting, the two. They were talking about the bodies, and this is this is the clue they gave him. But they said, Jordan's dead. The other body has no ID. His clothes don't even have labels. Yeah. Like, straight up, straight up professional assassin. His clothes don't even have labels. And this Kate has an awesome government app that I wish we had where you can track somebody's fingerprint. I don't yeah. wear labels. You don't wear labels? No. He makes his own clothes, also. Uh, but oh, he, he, oh, he's a costume stitcher. <laughs> Now we get it. <laughs> I was talking no, about you. He's playing pretend. Um, and so she gets his fingerprint and sends it in. And that's that was a cool moment between Jack and Navarro. When Jack says, I have an, an old contact at Langley. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get him. And Navarro says, we can just have our guys do it. Navarro is asking some weird questions. And I'm surprised if Jack can connect the dot about Jordan that he didn't read that. Navarro asked him three or four weird questions that he shouldn't have been asking. I, I just think that it's insane that so many heads, and for all intents and purposes, I'm just going to lump this in with CTU right now. Yeah. yeah. So many heads of CTU have been moles or yeah. something. Like, how do you get like to Like, your that- screening process. Something's yeah. wrong here. <laughs> exactly. Like, you how didn't do vet you, this guy. Yeah, how long have they been at this company? <laughs> that they, that, did they turn mole? It seems to me that Navarro was not always mole. That he got he, turned. That he was... But what character flaw? How is this not yeah. seen that you can turn all these people? Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know. I think we're going to have to sit in on the interviewing process for next season. Yeah, we might have to. <laughs> um, and then Jack goes, well, you have your guy do it, and I'll have mine. We'll see who gets it done first. I thought that was really – Jack kind of was like, okay, have your weak guy do it, and I'll have my best-in-the-business guy do it. Although his guy really could have done it had he not been, like, suffocated and taken out maybe. Well, yeah, so we see Jack's guy doing it and Navarro's guy doing it, and he's kind of giving information. Jack leaves the room to take a call from Audrey where she's trying to have this – she takes a, she privately calls him and kind of has this moment to thank him. And it gets cut short because Jack's kite calls with the information. And right. What do you think about that private moment, by the way, with Jack and Audrey? Here's what I think. Um, and I am going to get a little into predictions here because this is... That's I right. Just have to. Do it, Roxy. I believe that this season is trying to set it up so that we want Audrey and Mark to end because Mark was willing to kill Audrey's dad when Jack was not. And mm. that's going to be mm. their that's gonna be their reasoning on why it's okay that Audrey ends up kissing Jack or um, expressing to Jack that she wants to be with him more or something because we're supposed to accept that considering he wasn't going to let her father die. Oh, so wow. I, I think that's why she called. She says, thank you. She says, I know you never would have let that happen. Uh, and she doesn't feel that way about her own husband. And he was not, we find out in tonight's episode, he was not in on the secret. He was really expecting to walk President Heller to his death. Do you think that, well, Jeff, do you agree with that? What do you think? I think that's a really amazing point. It yeah. is. Do you agree with her? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think that's Fair. really valid. I understand that. And I think that that's where she's going with in her mind. But I don't think the writers will make that a key part of the story. Yeah. I don't think that the Audrey Jack is in this season's, like, stars. Jeff, let me ask you this then. Do you think, because the Jack intentionally kept Mark out of this secret, do you think that was Jack kind of making a play... In the back of his mind, like, I'm a better man than Mark. They've had their differences, and he just kind of was like, I'm not even going to include Mark. Like, do you think Jack knew in the back of his head what he was doing? I do not think there's a part of Jack that's, like, manipulative being like, how can I secretly break It's not manipulative. He was just being a good guy and decided not to include somebody in the secret. No, I think he knows he can't trust anybody. Okay. He does. Also, that is that is a driving force that yeah. operates. Like when he was helicoptering away and he called in and was like, is Audrey there? Great. <laughs> and then they tell him he's alive. She's like, oh my God. Then he t- they tell him again about Margot. And she's like, hey, Jack, thank you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're welcome. And you see him like processing, wow, I have feelings. I can't let mm. them show. Danny, I know what you mean though, because I, I think that too, not smug is not the right word, but just like, the the little knife to the side, like I did this and you didn't. I think that a lot of men would feel that way, but I don't see that in Jack. In Jack, I just see like fact driven. Yeah. Like this is what I did. Yeah. This is how it happened. Okay, now we're moving on. And you know, Mark played it to the best of his ability. There would be no way that he could get them to the field and like plug yeah. them with Chloe. That's the part I keep playing in my head. Like, I, if I'm in Mark's position. I don't know if I would have done that any different. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You have but, limited choices. And we, Hillary even said, I'm sorry I put you in a tough spot, buddy. He called him buddy before he hugged him. He's right. like, I'm sorry I put you in a tough spot, buddy. Yeah. You're uh, my son-in-law. <laughs> You're not my buddy. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and I think that it, it just shows, though, Jack is able to get things done yeah. in the way that Mark is not. 
Jack was able to Jack make was able to get plan, stuff done in the way the nobody's able right, to. Right, absolutely. But what's sexier in a man than that? Like, what's more attractive than somebody who gets everything that you need done? Hmm. The one who lets your father die versus the one in a helicopter flying over London. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so we gotta. Get, I want to get back to this. So before you mentioned Navarro putting uh, that CIA analyst to sleep, but before he puts him to sleep, the analyst turns, and this was kind of a big foreshadowing piece for us. He says. Uh, he says the device can break into any military defense system and isn't this isn't just about drones. And he kind of has this look on his face like, oh, my gosh, this thing is way more powerful than any of us thought. So I kind of let us as a fans know, like, OK, that's what's going to happen in the next three episodes. This thing can break in any military defense system. Absolutely. And just as a scary little side note, if you watch the news now, dr- like literally all we- drones have been the topic of everything. This yeah. is making me so freaked out for the actual world that I'm like. How much of this is just drones and what is more? Drones are for everything now. I, I, okay, I'll give you two examples from last week. I had the same thing. Uh, I was at a concert and this guy was operating a drone just for like a GoPro thing. And I was like, cool, drones. Like, oh, drones the one awesome. outside? Yeah. I, I was about a, this one. Yeah, I was in Pomona. This guy had drones. Second thing, one of my friends actually works uh, high up in military intelligence. And they have this new thing called Halo Drop. Uh, my friend Josh, up to Josh, who's a 24 fan as well. And they use drones oh, now uh, to do all kinds of things. But he just put a video on his Instagram. They were using drones to like inspect the San Francisco Bay nice. Bridge. This is yesterday. This is literally yesterday. Drones are doing everything now. I was at the beach this weekend and saw one. One of the GoPro drones? Hovering around the yeah. sand. Yeah. yeah. And I said, who's in charge? That's yeah. You can buy those as a consumer now. Yeah. I thought they were illegal. Like, they're Well, like different ki- these are different kinds of drones. Yeah. These aren't like 30,000 feet near. These are like mini helicopters. The, the point is, the fact that this show is touching on something that, you know, they did film this a little bit. They were still filming, but like how I'm like they're predicting the future not that drones weren't relevant a couple months yeah, ago because they were I but agree. I mean it's just scary stuff and and now when he sits and says my worst nightmare this isn't just about drones this program can yep. affect so much stuff and did they specify Ooh. whether or not it's all of US like stuff or all of the world it said all he said is it can break into any military defense system and it isn't just about drones wow at this point jack that's when jack actually takes the phone call and navarro kind of looks around and then just makes a sudden move and like puts him to sleep and and, and makes yeah nobody else was like nobody. what's going on there's glass walls and that's one thing CTU has always had is every wall is glass so you can kind of see everything you have full visibility of the room right. and he does this behind a glass wall and still no one sees I at this point he knew Jack knew what was up and he was like get me out of here yeah. so it was the only move what was he going to do steal it while the guy was away no he had to knock him out somehow yep. And puts it in a little, like, schoolboy book bag around his shoulder and walks downstairs, walks out with it. And then we see a fantastic chase. It was awesome. So It was we, so quiet. Well, too. Jack's analyst breaks it. in, yeah, and sees his name. But what was the point in having that guard there and saying, like, don't let anybody through, and then seeing Jack just knock him out? Like, because he, what he was trying to do is he had to get out, and then so he had to basically... Put the place on lockdown, but he had to get out first. So he gets out and then puts the place on lockdown and tells the guard so that way when Jack comes to follow him, because he knows Jack's going to find out. No, I know, but it, it took all of 15 seconds for Jack to get through him. I thought there might have been a little bit I, of But you see in every chase when people throw stuff behind him, all you need sometimes is a couple seconds yeah. to get through a door right. make a turn that the that's person behind you Also, see. if there were no guards, wouldn't we be like, hey guys, there were no guards? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. That's true. That's okay, true. what I think is so fascinating about the Adrian Cross wanting the drone um, yeah. device, the device is that um, they're like, no, it's you why do you want it? He's like, I just want it. So he must <laughs> I have... just want it so bad. Yeah, that. It's a souvenir. I like souvenirs. Um, <laughs> so he must have known that the guy in the first episode built it with these capabilities. And I'm wondering, Ooh. did he mm-hmm. help him build it? Like which that? adds, that's a good point. That adds validation to our theory that Cross, ha- there's more to Cross than we yeah. know. Which- and they were together. Well, Cross very blatantly knows that there's more to this than the drones. He, he very clearly knows that because when he tells... Uh, Navarro that he doesn't want to tell him why he needs it. If if he just knew about the drones, he would say because I want to control the drones. Yeah, but he says you don't want to know why. But how because much Navarro input doesn't does he, did he have with the original guy creating it? Yeah, that'll be that'll be very interesting to see. I think we'll see a lot of that next week. Uh, but before that, what we're seeing what we're seeing is a great chase scene, which we haven't seen Amazing. enough on right. foot chase scenes. Uh, they couldn't do too many. I noticed this. I was hoping for a little more like acrobatic kind of crazy things, but it's too. Older guys, not old, but like they're older. Yeah. 
So, you know, Navarro probably can't run a, a, a 4 five forty anymore. He's about in, like, the 10-second range. Navarro also, I, I believe... And he's got a device right. strapped around his shoulder. Right. I, I, I think this is what happened. He went into the field once this season, and somebody questioned him on it. You know, like, I don't think he's in the field every day now. So he probably is not out of the game, but he's a little higher up than that. So. I don't know. He put that sleeper hold on pretty quick That's and accurate. True. I agree. That's true. Mm-hmm. they got to keep him up to date with some kind of training. That's true. We were talking about how Navarro and these, like, higher-ups that CTU, CIA are always turned in 24. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that Navarro, it's like, it, he, he was getting really heated up. They're going to find out, I need to leave the country, I need to get safe, to safety. And yet, he's giving this device that could, like, essentially create World War Three. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, obviously he's not a hero character, but at what point does the villain say, no, my one life isn't worth the life of, like, potentially a third of the, of the world. I, I hmm. do believe that he right now is a loose end in the way that I thought Simone was. He is not completely down for the cause. He doesn't even know what the cause is. Right. He's taken his payday, and now he wants to get out of the country. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. So I, I But think, he knows the drone can control so much. Right, well, but I, I think that... Or the device control the drone. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I, I think that if Jack does catch up to him, uh, which... It's Jack Bauer, so when, when Jack catches up to him, he might be able to turn Navarro into being some sort on their team and still have Navarro bring this to cross, even though Navarro is now working for Jack and actually working for the CIA. Yeah. Um, because I don't think Navarro, at the end of the day, wants to see innocent lives be taken. I don't think that's his thing. I just think he's he's money-hungry and greedy. Well, so we see, we see, obviously Jack doesn't catch him in this episode. We see Navarro get away, call Cross. They have this exchange. Cross says, meets me at, meet me at Finsbury Squares, where they're going to make the exchange. And then Finsbury. we see, uh, Finsbury. And then we see, uh, Adrian and Chloe in the Finsbury. car. They kiss, which means. Oh, I knew it. And Chloe tells Jack, hey, you know, I'm not coming. I'm not going to meet you there. She told him this earlier. I'm not coming. I'm not going to meet you there. Uh, I hope you see your family and hangs up on him. So Jack has got this question in his head. That's how it, so, and then they drive away. This is how we see the episode end, and the teaser Trending. is what I want to get to. Well, I want to get to this teaser. Wait, remind us. What was it? They show a nuclear submarine, and they oh. show a missile leaving the nuclear submarine for next week, which get, which alludes that the drone is in play controlling other, I mean the drone, the device is in play controlling things other than drones. So, with that, like, can you take us to predictions? Stephen Lemieux on it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Is this the sound of something trilling? <laughs> trilling. <laughs> trilling. She's trilling. saying trilling because in the captions on TV, when we watch closed captions, when Jack was putting in the coat on the door, the parentheses in the word they gave us was trilling. And they did it I mean, twice. I know what trill means. Yeah, but but why, why but is that? But not when it's going beep, boop, 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 like on a trilling. door. Yeah, <laughs> trilling. Anyways, Roxy, what are the predictions? Um, hmm, I'm, I'm thinking, as I just said, that Navarro ends up turning back good. And Semi saves the day mm. via Jack. Jeff, quickly, what are your predictions? Um, I do not think that will happen. Okay. That's it. <laughs> oh, your, your prediction is negating my prediction. Just that one, though. You said a lot of great stuff this episode. I, I should have picked another one for the end. My yeah. big prediction, Cross is the big bad guy. Uh, Chloe is going to have to make a decision against Jack or Adrian. Obviously, she's probably going to go with Jack. And I think Navarro is going to turn good. I think I kind of agree with you. Ooh. Yeah, that, that it's all going to turn against Adrian. Danny, I disagree with both of you. But with that, what an intense episode. There's so much left oh to happen. We're excited about it. In the meantime... I know a lot of you guys know where you can find us, but for those of you that are just listening, Roxy, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I'm on the social medias at JeffMasters1. Guys, you can find me at Danny Hoyt. Thanks for tuning in with us. This has been your 24 After Show. We'll see you next Monday night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz TV. Buzz 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 Did Simone die? I don't know. That's what I said. They, I mean, that their adrenaline said will probably kill her. Thank you for.